Welcome to another episode of the Mediaverse Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Panem, and my other host, Mohamed Chaudhry. And today we're going to be talking about The Boys Season 2. So Mo, I know you've been really hyped up to talk about this one, so I'm going to let you start off. Well, as good as the first season was, Season 2 honestly blows it out of the water. Yes. Now, yes, at the beginning, at the beginning of the season, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't really digging it. Like the first two episodes, I was like, this is a little darker than the first season gets. And I didn't really like that at first. But this season needs a darker undertone to the whole series. It is You really thought it felt darker? Times. It did feel a lot. I mean, okay, let's be honest. The beginning is literally Huey, Mother's Milk, and Frenchie just hiding out in some like underground bunker. Where they can't even go outside and all that kind of stuff. Tell me that's yeah, not you dark know that's, as hell. That's true. You know the part where I knew it was fucked was when the um, who is the the chick from the government, the one where Newman? they met up with her. Oh no 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 um no no, no the one that the one that died in the first episode. She just blew up out of nowhere. That scared. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. I forgot her name. what her name was, bro. She was like she hooked up with Butcher, I think. But you know yeah. who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, Butcher's yeah. like ex. And then basically, yeah. yeah, her head gets blown. Is that the first episode? I feel like it is. It was the first episode. It was like in the middle of the first episode. I remember this is. That was like the moment I was like, okay, shit's going down this season, bro. Like I, would I say, know. Mm-hmm. I would say um overall, this season was paced very very well. There was never a moment where I felt like it was dull. There was always a storyline going on, and they all intertwined at the end to make it all make. Like, it was all connected, you know? And just... That's what I loved about the season, too. Oh, actually, sorry for cutting you off. But it's okay. That's what okay, I love about worry. the season, too. <laughs> okay, yeah, but this is what I love about the season, too. Is, like, I feel like it, it, like, slowly, slowly, like, falls off the cliff. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a huge build-up, and then there's just really good payoff in the finale. That I think it just, it just all fits together so well. Like, um, they kind of, like, build up towards it in a way that's, like, you know, doesn't seem very rushed or sudden but also not too slow where you're like you're not you know bored with it i feel like they they did pace it just perfectly to the point where like you're intrigued by what's going on especially the characters like stormfront and all that mm-hmm. you're intrigued what's going on but at the same time um you know they're not losing your interest with how um they're taking the time with it i feel like every episode in season two brings a more like what the fuck is going on like moment in their season yes, in, like, yes. in the episode we go from First, a lady having her head blown off to us finding Kimiko's brother to Kimiko's brother completely dying and Homelander basically getting completely destroyed too. And what's it called? Mm-hmm. He didn't get destroyed, but he got stuff dropped on him. And then we get <laughs> Homelander becoming more and more deranged when it comes to uh, his son. Then we, uh, get the, uh-huh. then we get the head explode. Oh, fuck. We get Stormfront blowing a whole damn building up in episode four. And then we get the head exploding scene. Where everyone's head explodes in that one, what's it called, room? The core room, and then at the finale, the, yeah, shit the final, just goes crazy. No, 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 even before the final battle, we get the room, or not the room, the hospital full of like people who were failed soups. And then oh we no, get the dude, final that shit thing. was fucked. That whole hospital was fucked. Like I feel like oh, I feel no. like season one was, it was a more local kind of thing. Well, season two was a more like we were all over the place at times, but all over world the building, place, world yeah, building was good. All over the place. Sometimes it can be a bad thing, but they did this masterfully because it all tied into each character. There was a connection. I mean, arguably, I would say that um, that deep is not connected to the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, arguably, but first, everything else is connected. The- in the first season, he wasn't really connected either, to be honest. He's just kind of there for comedy relief. But I, I was like just like, a meme, bro. <laughs> an example an example of it being connected to different characters is the whole mental hospital thing. Over there, we have Lamplighter, who's connected to Frenchie, Mother's Milk, and Butcher. But we also have Stormfront, who's connected to the Soups and Starlight. They intertwine. They always have the stories overlap. We also have, what's it called? Ryan and... Crap, what's the girl? Becca, Ryan and Becca. Becca is connected mm-hmm. to Butcher, Ryan is connected to Homelander. They overlap. And Homelander is just connected to everyone. Homelander is just fucking everyone. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I feel like. It's. I feel like this season, after like the fourth or fifth episode, every single like moment without Homelander where it seemed like stuff was gonna hit the fan, I was so tense just waiting for him to show up with his like little smile. 
I hate Anthony Starr's smile terrifies me. Dude, he <laughs> it got absolutely he went, terrifies me. He went crazy this season, bro. Because I remember there was that scene where um after he killed the well we're getting ahead of ourselves when he killed the fat dude and then like <laughs> he's like oh. going around like destroying people like he's like he grabbed starlight in the elevator he outed um Maeve I forgot her name Maeve, Maeve. yeah sorry I forgot I don't mm-hmm. know what happened there. but he outed Maeve as a as a lesbian on public TV without her permission mm-hmm. like all that shit he was doing I felt like he was so unhinged this season like he didn't are we forgetting are we crazy. forgetting that he literally killed a man in an alley and had sex with Stormfront right next oh, to his no, corpse oh no don't even get me started bruh that was nasty they were making out with each other rubbing blood on each other's faces and I was like hell no these bitches crazy man. Mm-hmm. I was gonna um, um, I was gonna bring up when it comes to Stormfront I feel like she is in that umbrage category where you just hate her. Like, you can't I love characters her. like that, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do, too. In, that means they're really good at acting if they can make you hate them that much. Because if you've seen interviews with her, she seems chill as hell. But, like... It's like Billy God, man. from uh, Stranger oh, Things. Oh, man. Yeah, because, like, the, the crazy thing is, at first, like, they kind of try to make you set up... They kind of, like, set up Stormfront and is like, um, what if Maeve was like more rebellious that's kind of like what she is mm-hmm. in my opinion like she seems like starlight what starlight could be at first but then we get to the part where she uh, she kills kimiko's brother and she's like what she call him she call him like some racial slur she call him like a so something something yellow i don't remember but mm-hmm. um that when that happened i was like no way because like i kind of knew the implication when she was like killing all these minorities in the building like i had a feeling mm-hmm. like she wasn't killing any white people and like it just seems like she was killing them for no reason but then like it confirmed it when she called them that slur so like i think it was really crazy how they like set up her character because at first they try to make her seem like she's like this cool hip chick and they try to make her seem like oh she's a racist but then they're like oh no she's not just a racist she's a fucking nazi bro <laughs> one thing like, that's, i didn't that's like the, though yeah what's up one thing i didn't like was stormfront was like just like the whole Lady Liberty thing, it kind of like it had no build up at all. It just came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, by the way, Stormfront is like one hundred years old. Like, <laughs> there was nothing. I would have liked to of... see what happened between those gaps. That's what I I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I wondered. Yeah, that's kind of interesting though. How did she get away with it for so long? I mean, maybe that's the whole point. White people get away with this shit. Like, I remember, um, what was it? Gian, Giancarlo Esposito's character the CEO of mm-hmm. Watt he said something like um, what was it I can't I can't afford to throw a tantrum like um, like that like I can't a white call man can't like, that. like a white man can yeah exactly and mm-hmm. I think that was like that was perfect man I felt like that's exactly the kind of statement that like fully encaptures like how our society is today like Honestly, we're still we- at a point where white people can get away with this shit mm-hmm. Back to the topic of Homelander, I wanted to mm-hmm. bring up possibly like probably my favorite scene in the whole season is the scene where he gets caught just killing that one dude for fun. <laughs> the way he lands and he's like, "Oh no!" Like he does it like he like mocks it. <laughs> yeah. it's so just funny. Just remember what you're talking about. He's like, yeah. he's like, "Ooh!" And then he like kills him with a <laughs> laser. And then he goes, he was like, "My bad," or something like that, like super sarcastic. He was like, he was like, "Whoops." <laughs> I can't wait oh God. to see Homelander like finally completely break down. We had we had a tease of it in that scene where he mows them down with the laser, like the vision he has. Mm. But I want to see him actually do it. We also got a little taste when he was had the SWAT team coming after him in the cabin where he had Ryan in, and then mm-hmm. he. I love how they don't even show it. They just show Homelander walk out with like their blood on. He his just suit. he just closes the door and they're like yeah. And you're like, oh, they're fucked. <laughs> One thing like, I don't understand, though, is why does it Homelander just kill Butcher? The I dude has know, no man. soul. That's true. He could kill Butcher. I don't know. I feel like the interesting thing about Homelander is you can kind of tell he cares about Ryan. It's Ryan, mm-hmm. right? I, yeah, okay, Ryan. I'm, I'm, yeah, he, you can, he, can actually, he actually cares about him. That's what I find pretty interesting about this character. It's like he goes through this whole... Um, this whole ego trip where like he has to be the one in control over everything and all that mm-hmm. but um it's weird how he's like so so protective of Ryan and like even the part where he took him out to the restaurant and they were like 
they're like paparazzi trying to take pictures of him in uh, Stormfront and he's like taking care of him I think it shows that deep down even though he's like a shitty person he still kind of has those ambitions which I think made him more complicated as a character do you think Homelander is racist? Homelander is racist? I don't think so. I, I'm not sure honestly like I, he never said any slurs or anything like that like I think he was just doing whatever helped his ego. I don't think he was in it for the racism necessarily. I think it's yeah, just I because his fuck buddy was was like convincing him. No, it was an interesting in question because I saw that online and I was like, I don't think so because there's this one scene where Stormfront tells like Ryan like, oh yeah, like you know, whites are the superior race and minorities. Yeah, are and he, he looks at her like Homelander's face is like <laughs> Homelander's face is like, why are you saying this to my kid? You know, <laughs> like, exactly. That's weird. I, I, also, I, yeah, that's a, that's another part I, I forgot to. I wanted to talk about that actually. Yeah, I didn't think about that because like um, he actually does because every time I've seen that scene, I'm like, yeah, he kind of looks like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah. fun fact: the Ryan we see in season two. Isn't the same Ryan at the end of season one? It's a different actor. Yeah, yeah, actor. yeah. It took me a bit to realize that, but I picked up on it. Yeah, because he's blonde at the end of the first season. Like he's kind of like he's a redhead in season two, I think, right? Uh, something like that. I think he's like, like brown. Yeah, like but like brown it's not or the same like kid. that. But it, that was yeah, interesting. It's not the same kid. I never picked that up until I had someone tell me that. I mean, they do look kind of similar, but yeah, they do. But I just wonder, like, what happened to like change? You know, the to make to make the change. But I want to talk about um crap oh just ryan i really like the way they portrayed him at the end of the season because you know we see him get mad at becca and go like i hate you and all that kind of stuff right Mm -hmm. and then what i love is the fact that they show that he has remorse for what he said when he goes back to vaught and everything he's like i want to go back to my mom that's exactly how kids are they have like a short-term memory you know like they think about the good things yeah i kind of like that juxtaposition between him and homelander because um remember the doctor said in season one like i should have raised you Mm -hmm. with um loving parents instead of in a cold lab or something like that Mm -hmm. i think that was their answer to like him as like a juxtaposition to homelander like how can how can someone like this turn bad or how can someone like this be kept good it's Mm -hmm. all it all depends on like how they're nurtured and how they're raised and i think it like was really interesting about it kind of reminded me of like how superman like grew up in the comics Mm -hmm. Um, being raised by a loving family I think that that's what they were kind of like alluding to like um but like in reality you you wouldn't see most governments would would want to raise kids like lovingly like that they would just want to weaponize them like they did with Homelander I felt like the bubble thing was a little unrealistic at times too because eventually Ryan was going to be like let's go see a baseball game we're like why do we never go outside or like go on road trips or something like that and he would have to be told like somehow you know exactly bro like I, I feel like He'll get so tired of living in the house yeah. all the time. Like, how old he's is he in this season? Like, like, yeah, he's, eight like, or he's nine like eleven. Like I thought I thought he's like ten or eleven ish. Oh, I don't know, but like he's he's getting to the point where he's almost a teenager. But my well, favorite scene, my favorite scene mm-hmm. with Ryan and Homelander is when Ryan is like, "Oh, it's Spanish today." We like we speak in Spanish, and Homelander's face is like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me, man!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Anthony Starr, like the way he like shows his displeasure at things that Becca does it's amazing this whole both of these episodes have been us just gushing on and on about Anthony Starr but he yeah, Anthony Starr is so well Anthony Starr is perfect bro what a good actor man holy mm-hmm. shit I, like, he's easily become one of my favorite actors like damn. he's definitely one of the best actors I, I've been meaning to see more stuff with him though I don't know what else he's in but I definitely he's need to a, check it out there's, there's a show called Banshee I don't know what it's necessarily about but I've heard that he's also very good in that Okay, I need to check that out then. Cause yeah, but just damn, Anthony Stark kills it, bro. His facial expressions, everything. One also, um, one thing I didn't really like is that we never got um progress on Stillwell's baby. I kind of wanted to see something happen with there too, because the baby was still alive. They reported it to be unharmed, just like twenty miles away. You know, that's true. Why didn't they do that? I mean, do you think they might? I feel like they were juggling. Three? Maybe I feel like they were juggling too much this season anyway to like you mm-hmm. know really explore that they, they, they did handle a lot of stuff this mm-hmm. season though so so let's get right into the questions what was your favorite character uh, arc favorite character arc okay let's see um we're gonna save home we, we already got, talked about homeland i'm gonna talk yeah. about starlight bro i really like how starlight's going down that route now man like she's going on that route where like she's becoming i guess 
more aware of she's becoming less naive she's becoming more aware of like um i guess what she needs to do to survive in this world and then i found it interesting how it contrasted with um stormfront like stormfront's kind of like trying to act like she's um act like um starlight should act the way she is you know, mm-hmm. like carefree, not really giving a shit, but that means being <laughs> racist as fuck, apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just liked how she like developed as a character. I always, I, I think it's very similar to like um, a lot of characters. I I like like um Nancy Willard from Stranger Things. I feel like it's a very similar story arc of like becoming more aware of how you need to adjust to the world, like um, losing that innocence. I really like that kind of theme in the character, and that's why I found her interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Same with Huey to a certain extent as well. I just like how they kind of like, you know, became more aware of what they needed to do. But at the same time, they still tried to be really good. I feel like season two was the season where the female characters really shined. This was their season. <laughs> Girls do get it on. <laughs> well, I love that though. I love that. I love that. I love that. That scene I was so how they good. Mocked, I love how they mocked Marvel for that one scene where they, you know, they made it as like uh, forced as possible. To have all the girls, because you remember in Endgame they had that oh that one scene was scene cringe, bro. All the girls, A Force. Oh my god. Yeah, girl no, superheroes are cringe. cringe. I like girl superheroes are amazing. No, no, forcing the execution them, was cringe. Forcing, yeah, forcing them to what's like all be together just because of the fact that they're girls and all that kind of stuff. That was cringe. The way what's called, the way the boys did it was amazing. Where it, where it was Maeve, Starlight, and what's it called, Kimiko just kicking Stormfront's ass. That was natural. That felt good. It didn't feel like just because they were girls. It felt like they were just beating the crap out of her because they had the power yeah. to do so. While the others, <laughs> I didn't. love them, bro. Because like they weren't doing like you know sick poses or anything or like mm-hmm. being all fancy with their handwork or anything like that. Like they were just straight up kicking the shit, the shit out, out of, out of her. her. I found it hilarious. <laughs> it looked like it looked like a street beating, dude. Like yeah, no, they were just kicking I'm, the shit out in, of her when she was on the ground. In Endgame, I remember they had like some cringy line where they were like, "Us girls will get it covered." The boys, they were like, "No, there's no lines. We're just gonna beat the crap out of you." It was just Maeve saying, "I'm here and I can beat the crap out of you," and then all three of them just teaming up on her. Mm-hmm. That was even the mar- that's how you even even the marketing team. They were trying to get like posters that girls get it done. <laughs> oh god and then the whole thing with um, the yeah. whole thing with Maeve where they were like we want you to be a lesbian and not bi because you know it'll be cooler to like the masses or something like that and Maeve is like what the hell that was a <laughs> really good line I liked that like how they explored that mm-hmm. because I mean knowing it's Pride Month I know it's like a meme to say like a lot of companies do that where like they change their icons to pride flags and whatnot. Mm-hmm. but we all know it's not because they don't I mean, some companies, I'm sure, give a shit, but, like, a lot of them do it just to, you know, make money. And that's exactly what Vought was doing. Just, yeah, they're trying to market her as lesbian just because of the fact that it would, like, appeal to some of the masses and stuff like that. But the thing is, Maeve isn't a lesbian. She's bi. Mm-hmm, and she kept exactly. doing that multiple times. But they wouldn't... The corporate and girl... And was a I, bitch for selling her out like that. The, um, was a the bitch corporate, for that. The corporate girl, as much as I hated her the first season... I really oh, I felt, felt sorry I, for her. <laughs> I did feel bad for her, man. Because, <laughs> like, she was so stressed out by the end of the season. He's like, what happened to your hair? I felt so bad for her. <laughs> no, her straight hair off, was literally falling out. Straight off the bat. Remember, she brings in that blind superhero for Homeland. And then oh, Homelander's like, okay, okay. Fucked, and then bro. he literally just pretty much kills the dude. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, he what the hell am I ears. supposed to do with him? Yeah. He's like, great, just another useless blind guy. <laughs> <laughs> was like jeez damn and then just like her face like the fear that she shows oh god all the characters in the show are played so well dude I, I really liked how they handled that like um how Homelander rehired her as like the new CEO or the co- vice president or whatever the position mm-hmm. is I really liked how they did it because um like I think we discussed it a bit in the first um episode or the first season episode but um we talked about how she's very easily controlled, you know? She's a very mm-hmm. very much a yes a yes woman, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked how they handled that. Like um, you know, she's just she's just very easy to control. That's why he chose her. She just says Stillwell, yes to everything. Stillwell had the power over him. We knew what Stillwell's power over him was. Homelander is not attracted to this girl because she ain't a mom. <laughs> he <laughs> <a real> lover. <laughs> oh but, no, um, no, no, no. Okay, don't even talk about the Nah, and oh, milk lover. God. We're talking milk lover, bro. Oh my god, that was so that was nasty. So that one nasty. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. There's nothing wrong with drinking milk, but the way Homelander did it, man, is 
<laughs> no, he drank was... her breast milk. That was the creepy part. The fact Remember that he, he had like... it after she died. Dude, he freaking... He he warmed up with the heat vision, he tongued it, and then he started chugging it like his life depended on her, bro. I was cringing so much. No, he wasn't even he wasn't even chugging it. It was like how like a cat drinks milk. Have you ever seen how a cat drinks milk how a cat drinks milk? It like it takes his tongue out and it's like it licks the milk like over and over again. That's how Hoblander was doing it. <laughs> and it that's was what so made it so nasty, much nasty. Dude. Oh my god. But um <laughs> It was just so now, gross. I can't get it out of my head because like he always freaking he does it all the time too. It's not just once in the season. Like he has this weird obsession with milk. It's so gross. Um, while you brought up Starlight for your best character arc, I think I'm gonna bring up Maeve, because Maeve, Maeve. Yeah, okay, I can see being, that. Yeah, she went from being the scared superhero, the one who wouldn't do anything, to being the badass one who pretty much took down the two, like best members of the seven in both homelander actually the three best members she was the reason they beat stormfront she was the one who knew how to take down black noir and she was the one who what's it called stopped homelander yeah and i think just it just goes to show you the power of complacency because like without her help she wouldn't without her help they wouldn't have been able to do anything you know like um Honestly? starlight would have been beaten by black noir um mm-hmm. homelander probably would have killed butcher like right then and there Without the blackmail, and then a stormform was already beating the shit out of all the girls, and she shows up. I would say, um, we say Black Noir is the Batman of the group, but I'm gonna have to disagree with this season. Maeve is the one who knows how to take everyone down. No one else knew about the Almond Joy thing. Maeve was the only one who knew. And you know, Batman has a plan for every single what's it called Justice League member, where if they go rogue, he knows how to take them down. Mm-hmm. Maeve was doing that. She knew the power. She knew what what's it called the weaknesses they had. She knew how to control them. Exactly. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, it is interesting. I didn't think about it that way, but that's that's a good point. Like she did know how to um, defeat Homelander, and it wasn't with like physical strength or anything. It was by, mm-hmm. you know, being strategically smart. I didn't think about it mm-hmm. like that. She is. I would say she's the smartest out of all of them in the seven. She is the smartest member. Well, she doesn't have really stiff competition. Black Noir doesn't talk. Homelander's kind of insane. The Deep and A Train mm-hmm. are both idiots. <laughs> and then Starlight. <laughs> Starlight's smart, but she's not like Maeve level of smart. Otherwise, she would have known too about Black Noir and the Almond Joy thing. Like I said, she's still kind of ignorant to everything. That's what I thought was interesting about her character. She's still kind of ignorant to all that. One thing, what's it called? One of the most like intense scenes I thought that there were was when Starlight goes into like Homelander's trailer, and Stormfront is there like to no no she goes into Stormfront's trailer to like to find like files or something like that, and then Stormfront finds mm-hmm. her. And then, like, they have that show off. And you don't know what's going to happen. But it's so... <laughs> it's just so intense. <laughs> it's funny, dude. She was like... She was like, um... What'd she say? She said something like, how could you turn against your own people? And then she's like, what? Yeah. Fucking white people? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I also love how Stormfront used Starlight's mom as a tool. So what's it called? Try to, you know, like, mess with Starlight. Starlight's mom, I mean, I know it wasn't her fault, but jeez, that was, like, kind no, of... No, 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 no. Starlight's mom is a dick. She was mean to Huey She's after she hasn't done anything. Oh and then she basically screwed over what's called Starlight. Mm-hmm. One of, what's it called, um, one of my favorite parts concerning Starlight is the whole scene with Lamplighter and Huey. <laughs> where, uh, Huey literally just cuts his hand off and he's like, alright, you know what, I'll take this. No, the funny part was, um... I forgot what happened before, but it cuts this. It was like something really fucked up, but then it cuts to Huey's face, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And it's just it's when, it's it, when, it cuts it, um, to them watching gay porn. <laughs> it's when Lamplighter the burns TV. himself like alive in the thing, and Huey's like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" No, like, no, 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 no. It was it was before that. It was before that. It was before oh, that. was it? Um, the the portal. I forgot what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> Dude, that was so weird. I was like, "What the hell is going on right now?" Dude, the whole hospital thing though, that was oh my. my I feel God. like it reminded me of Stranger Things and like that thing where it's like there's more of us, you just don't know about us. Mm-hmm. But I think this one did it a little bit better than Stranger Things. Because it actually people. showed us stuff. It actually showed us stuff and they didn't do it in a cringy way like, yeah, like um freaking the, the lost sister group. did, bro. Oh gross. Gross. We're not gonna talk about that nasty crap. Yeah, that was really But bad. uh But yeah, no, I I found it really funny how like all their powers are kind of like reject powers like there was a dude who could puke but like 
if he if the puke touched him, he would die. <laughs> that dude, the way <laughs> that you said against him, I was like, damn. <laughs> there was the dude with the elastic dick. <laughs> I can't <laughs> with the sketchy dick, some of the bro. some of the oh shit they God. got away with in the season was insane. I don't know how they got away with freaking stretchy dick, bro. I don't know how stretchy they got dick. away with that. We got we had, we had stretchy dick. We had lamp lighter. To, it literally evolved to straight up porn at one point, <laughs> and then we have Homelander jerking himself off on the whole city at the end of the whole thing. Homelander freaking yeah, he jerks with himself the, off. With the, yeah, and then with um, Stillwell as well in the cabin, bro. That was that was oh, gross. God. That was so gross, bro. Yeah, when oh he my when, God. when the guy changed like back from Stillwell into like the fat bald guy, I was like, <laughs> hell no, because at first I was like. Still well, hey. <laughs> no, I wasn't like that, but I was, nah, I was like, what the hell? And then it changed to that guy, and I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't ever want to think about that again. And then we get into straight up Homelander about the fuck Homelander. That guy screwed himself over so. He was so excited. He was he was low key into it too. He was but, um, into who, it too. He was about to go for it. No, no, Homelander was into it low key. No, if that like guy, he was about to go guy, for it too. If that guy had never said like it was gay or something, or like it, if he had never brought up the fact that, like it could potentially be gay or something like that, he would have been. He alive. probably would have been down for it. Yeah, he would have mm-hmm. been alive. Homelander because there's been into there's it. no one he loves more than himself. That's so weird to me, though. It is so weird, though. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yourself hitting on you, bro? I could not. It, the fact that I we like this imagine. show with all this crap, the fact that it's this good, even with a guy pretty much almost fucking himself, just speaks to the quality of the episodes. Yeah, I think you could see the stuff on paper and think, oh, that's weird as hell. And I wouldn't watch it. But, like, you gotta, you gotta see the way it's executed. It's executed in such a way where, like, it's not just entertaining. It's like it's it's almost so intriguing, like how they handle it. We talked about what's it called the comics being edgy, and I feel like season two was a lot edgier than season one was. Oh yeah, definitely, dude. But like, definitely. still, I don't think they. I don't. I don't think they. I think they walked. They walked the line like very well. Like they barely mm-hmm. got away with this stuff. Like a lot of this stuff in the show could have been handled really badly, but they handled it pretty good. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention. Um, Someone who I thought was very underrated this season was A Train. I feel like he was really good this season in his role because he, he stepped it up, cold. bro. It's it's so funny because you see like the contrast in the deep and the A Train that the deep actually believes what the cult is telling him, and the A Train you can tell he doesn't actually believe it. He doesn't give a damn about what they're saying. He's just using mm-hmm. them so that he can get back into the seven. Bro, I found it hilarious when, um, when. What's her face? Starfront was like talking mad shit in front of his face. Like she was, she was like being very subtly racist. But he, mm-hmm. he knew right away. He was like, yeah. he was like, this bitch is being fucking racist. And then he dug Honestly, up the files, and he gave it to Huey and Starline. He's like, fuck that Nazi bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I found so yeah, funny. um, I feel like that was a little bit of a redemption arc for Atrian in a sense. I feel like it, he's I mean, getting, I feel like he's getting better. He's still kind of a selfish bitch. Like especially yeah. when he left, left the deep there for himself. Let's be real. The deep completely deserved that. Cause remember when um I forgot what the head guy's name was. Like the head of it, he was like the oh, church, so, like the, someone, the head of the yeah, church of the club. The head of the church. I forgot what that like, dude's name was. He was like, oh, so someone ran into like there and got the files on Stormfront, and then Deep was like, what? I hate you. Like you know, I'm never gonna talk to you again. Like to A Train, and then the guy from the church, he's like, oh no, you did well, A Train. And then Deep was like, oh, like yeah, yeah, I love you. You're my best friend now, or something like that. Fuck the deep man. He he's trying so to get out of this change up. Yeah, yeah. He's tr- he just wants to get back in the seven. I think. Do you remember what they called like, the whole um the arrow guy, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, bootleg Hawkeye. Hawk, Hawk. <laughs> yeah, Hawk. His name is literally Hawk. Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, bootleg Hawkeye. He's he what's it called? He gets like excommunicated from the church or something like that. And then the deep is like, yeah, I hated him. I never even knew him. He was just a prick. Yeah, yeah. First of all, he's like, yeah, he's a good dude. I love him. He's like, no, he is not supposed to talk to any of us. He's a toxic personality. I say toxic personality all the time because of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the deep is, I, I'm telling you, like, I hate him as a character, obviously because of what he, like, what he's done. Mm-hmm. But the shit that happens to him is so funny. And you know they were taking what they call them. They were taking digs at Tom Cruise in Scientology, right, with the whole wife thing. Because that's how Tom Cruise got with his wife. He was through, like, the Church of Scientology. And they You're kidding. I didn't oh, know about that. Also, with the whole Scientology thing, when he meets, like, the hot chick, 
<laughs> he's like, that's the one for me. And they're like, nah, it ain't. And he's like, please, just let me be. <laughs> it's so stupid. That but he's crazy. Uh, there's so much. I could go on and on about the stupid shit the deep does. I mean, we literally start out with him like blowing up a water park, just screaming at the children <laughs> and getting sent to jail for it. I, I don't know, man. I mean, personally, I was never found in the deep. And I think the reason I don't really like him this season, especially. It's because he doesn't seem very connected to the story. He just seemed like he was comic relief, which I guess is not bad. Because at the end of the day, I mean, they need to do something with him. I feel like they're gonna, there's going to be like a way to bring him back in. But this is just like having us see just how much of a loser he is, you know? I think they're going to try to redeem every single member of the Seven in some way. They're still going to be... Most of them are still going to be like, you know, shitty people. But I think... They're going to have to team up eventually to go up against Homelander because there's no way Homelander's getting taken down by the boys by themselves. There's no mm, way. I wonder, actually, yeah, that makes sense, though, because, you know, Homelander told the Deep already. He's like, you're nothing and all that kind of stuff. And, no, like, you might think you're second in command, but you're just, like, pathetic compared to me. Black Noir doesn't do anything at all, you know. <laughs> he just does his own thing. A-Train will... He, actually, yeah, you're right. Homelander screwed over A-Train this, what's it called, year two. He was like, oh, like, yeah, we'll still be friends, but you're out. Maeve, he outed Maeve. Starlight, he almost killed Starlight twice. And then that's kind of it. Yeah, but he kind of screws over every single member of the Seven. You know what I thought was really brutal? When yeah. they showed when they showed A-Train's like replacement with his head exploding. That was oh, insane. That was tough. That was That tough. whole scene was insane. That whole courtroom scene was freaking crazy, dude. Because like... It was like balloons. <laughs> yeah, Loki, like... I saw people theorizing right away that it was the senator chick. What was her name? Mm-hmm. I forgot what her name was. The one Newman, who was Newman. going against Newman. Yeah, everyone was saying it was Newman, and like I, I low-key see it when I rewatch the scenes. But like, dude, it was just crazy. She was doing that to everyone, man. Like, it was just freaking chaos. It's like you said, bro. It just keeps escalating throughout the season, because it just got crazy this season. I feel like that's something the season did well. It did. It like it took the craziness from season one and just upped it up, like by 10 yeah. I remember um, like when they first brought the scientist in to do um, like his testimony I was like yes like finally and then his head explodes and my mouth just dropped <laughs> I had it was wide open I was like what just happened and then it does it just end there everyone's head just starts exploding and you see Homelander and Thorfinn going like what the hell is going on and even members of the 7 they die freaking the, the replacement for A-Train I feel like there were other, like, um, oh, no, no. There were, like, other um, notable people that died, but I can't remember right now. But, like, so many people got killed out of nowhere. It was brutal, too, man. There was blood everywhere. Like, people were literally slipping on blood because there was so much. Um, I saw, I, like, before we knew that it was Newman, a lot of people thought that it was, um, who's Giancarlo Esposito's character again? Oh, um... The CEO of Vought or the president of Vought, yeah, whatever yeah. the, the CEO. position is. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever his name is. People thought that it was him at first. But then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, But at the same time, he has to have something. It wouldn't make sense. Face. He does. He's, he's clearly not scared of Homelander. We've seen that already. That's, he tells straight That was face. one thing that was weird, though. I thought it was weird that Giancarlo Esposito, didn't, he, even though he was like added to the cast, it didn't seem like he did much this season. I thought he kind of had a plan, but he didn't really maybe they're building up something for season three yeah they have to be building up something for season three with him because he still had a pretty big like part in this he's the reason why becca died in a sense he was the one who asked for ryan back and all that kind of stuff and that was the result that was a result of becca dying yeah that's true i didn't think about it that way he has the he has a lot of underlying connections he's the reason why stormfront even showed up in the first place in the seven he is the reason why Homelander becomes even more deranged. He's the reason. He, there's so there's a lot of things that Esposito's character does. I can't necessarily remember them right now. I know he also has a big hand in um, the whole Compound V scandal. Speaking of the Compound V scandal, that was kind of crazy too. To I thought they did it so. I was surprised it. they did it so quickly, man. I was surprised they did yeah, it so they did quickly. It very they casually, did it like, and I was just like, episode oh. two, I think. Mm-hmm. Episode two, right? Yeah, I was yeah, like, I was expecting that to get drawn out for longer. I think it was to show that, like, what the boys thought that they had to, like, take down the soups, it didn't actually do anything in the first place, you know? It was yeah, I'm really that glad that's other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the smoking gun that they thought they had turned out to be nothing. 
Yeah, and I think it goes to show like how easily the you know the media is convinced by these people to get away with this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like and it's all about how you that... disseminate information. I feel like that's a huge like theme in this season especially. Mm-hmm. Well with like how quickly everyone found out um Stormfront was a Nazi mm-hmm. to like how they quickly like spread the information about like Compound V and then people weren't like as swayed by it as everyone thought they would be, but like I think it was just really well how they handled it. Do you think Stormfront is still alive? There's no freaking way, bro. She There's was still no alive. Way. She was still alive. Remember, she was saying like the things in German after um, Ryan pretty much like destroys her. But there's a, I feel like they're gonna bring her back as like a cyborg or something because she. Th- th- there's no like. There's no definitive conclusion at the end of season two for her character. You know. I mean, yeah. I guess the question more is like. Is she like? Are they gonna do something with her character in the future? Cause like I do think she's still alive. I don't think she's dead. I know for a fact she's still alive. But I mean, I just, says I don't himself, know she's being held somewhere. That's true. Wait, he he said that? Yeah, he says when, at the end of season two, he's like she's being held in like a high security facility or something like that. She's not dead. But like what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, do you think she's alive in the sense that she could potentially come back? Uh, I think anything's possible, but I feel like they could bring her back. Just because she seemed like such a good actress to waste for just one season, in my opinion. God, I hate her so much. She <laughs> was such a bitch, her, man. Just oh thinking about God. her character gets me so mad right now because it was the worst. Just it wasn't. It, it was. It was how condescending she was that really pissed me off. Yeah, that's how she talked. Cause like the way she, like I said, when the way she was talking to A Train. I was like, damn, this bitch ain't shit, man. She knows she, yeah. what she's doing. Even, even when talking to Starlight and everyone, she had a very, like, better-than-you attitude. Like, I am above you, and you're, like, lower than me, you know? That's the whole... That's I, I don't know. I don't like people like that at all. <laughs> so for um, Stormfront We know people like them, that, too. We know yeah, people we like do. that. Yeah, we do. We do. And I dislike people with that attitude because it's like we're all people at the end of the day. There's no one who's truly above the other, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Stormfront she encapsulated the effect or like the idea of being better than someone and she wore it proudly she didn't care yeah and she was like i remember like even with even when she was exposed she was like it's okay like the public will get over it mm-hmm. she said something like that to them and i think that that just goes to show no, like, she was like she was like she was like she was like they agree with what i say they're just mad because i'm a nazi now Oh, it's low key true though, man. Yeah, that makes sense it. though. That didn't make sense. People, people do have those mindsets. That but at the same had. time, though, they just don't like the title though, of it. No, 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 no. At the same time, though, let's be for real. What was Stormfront saying to the public that made her seem like a Nazi? She wasn't saying anything racist about anyone in public. I mean, I think that that was like an overshoot. Like you know how people compare modern day conservatism to um, not being a Nazi. But is Stormfront is Stormfront even a conservative? I don't even freaking know because remember she was like remember she, she was like I didn't like dress like tr- a Disney no, slut she's like, she said she's, remember like the first scene we see her and she's on Instagram live you know she's being like trying to like fit in with like the culture of mm-hmm. today so she's not yeah, and I she don't was think like, she's necessarily a conservative yeah I don't even know what where she is politically because like I remember she said to Starlight I was like I dressed up as Pippi Longstocking for Halloween I didn't dress up no, like and, a Disney princess slut yeah. she says no like and that. what's it called and like the memes she makes they're like culturally relevant to the times, so it's like it's not it's like oh, it's like Stormfront's like not with the times and all that kind of stuff, which makes you wonder like what the hell was she saying that makes her think that people were agreeing with what she was saying like as a Nazi. It's weird. I didn't really think about it that way. Bro. I think I think it was more that what's it called? She was saying like people agree with what I say, not not they don't like agree with everything, but like what she actually like says to people online, like the pandering she does, people agree with that. But if they knew she was a Nazi, they wouldn't agree with it no matter what she says. I think they were trying to say that, like, even, like, me and a Nazi could have, like, a similar thought on, like, any topic. Like, you know, for example, we could both, like, the fucking Los Angeles Lakers or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, something like that. <laughs> but we're not going to agree on everything. But that's what Stormfront was trying to say there, I think. I feel like I'm not explaining it well. No, I feel like... I don't know if this is what you're going for, but I feel like the way she... The, what she meant by that was... Um... What exactly was there? Was it was sorry? Her my argument, argument my argument, my argument was that we can have things in common with people from different ideologies and backgrounds, but that doesn't mean we necessarily agree with what they say on everything. 
yeah, you know, I, I pretty much agree with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Because for all we know, like, what's it called? You know, a Nazi could have some of the same political beliefs as one of us or something. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. Y'all don't what's your worry secret, about bro? That. You want to say <laughs> no, something? No, no. I meant, I meant, I meant like, I meant like, you know, just any belief that I have, a Nazi could share the same belief. But if they said they were a Nazi and shared that belief, we would say like, we don't agree with anything you say. You know, just because of the fact that they're labeled as mm-hmm. a Nazi. Even the worst people have good points at times. I think the point she was trying to make is that, like, um, I think the point she's trying to make was, like, even today, we still have these racist beliefs that the Nazis had. We still have, like, you know, segregationalist, like, thoughts of, like, separating mm-hmm. each other from each other. We still have prejudiced thoughts. It's just we don't want to compare ourselves to Nazis because we didn't do those egregious actions to act on it, but we still had, you know, some, we all have like similar, like, you know, our own prejudices, whether they be self-conscious or like, um, whether we know it or not, you know, I think that's what she was trying to say. Like that, um, some people are just inherently like, you know, prejudicial in some way or another, maybe, maybe they're xenophobic, maybe they're sexist, whatever, um, but they don't want to like, you know, identify as like a radical group of that offshoot if that makes sense i was gonna say actually i feel like it's more like she was saying like you guys agreed with you guys agreed with everything that i was saying before you guys were rocking with me but now that i'm a exactly, Nazi, exactly, you know? exactly exactly yeah, yeah. exactly 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 yeah okay. yeah we're yeah, on the same page like you you can you can agree with all the all the shitty things i say but then when you find out oh that's what a nazi thinks then maybe it's not a good thing anymore mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's just it it was selective outrage in a sense you know like people mm-hmm. acting like they didn't do this before when they were and also think, in on it you know yeah and i think it applies like to like um how social media creates like you know what, what am i saying like i, I don't want to say like it's like crowd crowd mentality or mob mentality mm-hmm. that's what i was looking for it kind of creates mob mentality where like we all follow the same stuff and we cancel people for whatever mm-hmm. but just because when someone's getting canceled like doesn't like what am i trying to say here i don't even know uh, i get what you're saying i get what you're saying because this happened to actually one of my friends in um in the summer of 2020 with the riots and everything you know everyone mm-hmm. was posting about black lives matter all yeah. the riots and that kind of stuff my uh, friend was accused of being a racist because he did not post about it he donated money he just didn't post about it but the fact that he didn't post about it made people go, oh, so you're a racist and all that kind of stuff? Like, you don't support it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm talking about. The same thing it. with them. Yeah. I am brown. With, with What's it called? There is something that's going on right now with Palestine and Israel, where Israel is pretty much fucking over Palestine completely. This isn't anything mm-hmm. new. I kind of stopped posting about it after a while. And I just started quietly donating again because I was like, if we all post about the same thing, nothing's really happening, you know? Exactly. And, yeah. And a lot of what's it called like you know like people who are also Muslim they were kind of like why did you stop posting and all that kind of stuff like do you not care anymore and I was like I have cared about like 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 this happens every single one to two years something happens to Palestine Israel fucks them over and everyone gets all outraged for two weeks and then no one gives a shit anymore it happens with Palestine it happens with what's it called Black Lives Matter it happens with all these kind of things who's posting about what's it called Black Lives Matter anymore no one no one cares exactly. anymore because it's not it's trendy still, anymore it's still an issue and then it started trending again after Der- was Derek Chauvin Derek Chauvin got yeah. a when he got his sentence but then mm-hmm. okay I guess everything's fixed now apparently but, but it's, it's not, not. It, that's what gets me exactly that's what that's what also kind of got me annoyed about it I was like there's still other issues to be talking about we can't just talk about one issue and not post about the other and I thought I gained like a lot of respect for people who also recognize the whole Palestine thing because I was like if you're going to talk about people being oppressed, talk about other different groups of people being oppressed as well. And this is kind of interesting because <laughs> we're going on a whole different topic here. My bad. I know. I'm talk we a went bit about it, but, um, That's what I was thinking. I, thought, I, I saw this point being brought up, and this was very interesting. When Israel was screwing over Palestine, like, Western media didn't really say shit, right? Like, we didn't really care. Even our own government doesn't care, right? Mm-hmm. But the Chinese are putting the Muslims in camps. They're doing the, Israel's pretty much what's it called. They're doing, they and Israel are doing very similar things. And they paid China as evil and all that kind of stuff. But Israel doesn't get anything, like, any shit thrown towards them when it comes to our government. 
why is that oh man i don't i don't know it's interesting Dude. though isn't it to think about yeah damn and i don't what, know i would say i would say i would say i would say what china is doing is worse than what israel is doing because it's pretty much a straight up genocide at times but if you're gonna talk shit about china which i do i talk shit about what they call you know mm-hmm. the chinese government for what they do yeah talk shit about israel too please because they're doing very similar things but no one does that like it doesn't make any sense to me it's because whatever is popular that that's that's the whole point like i feel like and i feel like if something starts spreading through social media that's when people suddenly start caring like quote unquote Mm -hmm. caring Mm -hmm. really i feel i hate people that just post about stuff like politics and all that Mm -hmm. but they don't do jack shit about like actually making a change you know Mm -hmm. i hate people like that i know some people like to share stuff like oh look how woke i am look how aware i am of all the prejudice and injustice going around the world but like what are you doing to help you're just you're just sharing stuff that people have seen a thousand times I'm before a, I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna say I have no problem with people sharing like that's fine with me like go ahead but you cannot stay silent on one topic that is related to that same topic you're posting about for another group you have to call it out everywhere accountability has to be everywhere you know that's true yeah we said it before. Okay, right. like, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. I was just saying, we I was just saying like, that kind of that kind of ties that kind of <laughs> ties. I was saying like, the, like Stormfront is another real world thing with what I'm saying. She is one of those people who pander, and what's it called? Get on the good side of people so that when she does something bad, people are like, oh, like it's okay, you know, because like mm-hmm. she's not woke. <laughs> That's a stupid thing mm-hmm. to say. She's like she's with the times. That's why and she's you know cool. something. That's why. <laughs> Something that's really interesting about her is I don't know if you knew this or I don't know if it's intentional, but her name Stormfront is like relates to like yeah. this white supremacy website that's mm-hmm. like really that really is like controversial online and they like have forums talking about how about racial superiority and all that. And again I think that ties into the whole dissemination of information and like how um I guess media or information distribution can like, you know, I guess kind of like warp your perception of things. I feel like that was what they were going for with naming her Stormfront. Because I know she's in the comics. She was a guy in the comics. But that was another thing I was interested in about. Like, why did they make her a girl? That was something I was interested about. Because she was a guy in the comics. She was like a racist Nazi Superman pretty much in the comics. But like, I wonder, I wonder why they did that. Why they made her a woman. In this one. one thing I wanted to know was that, do you think there would be as much outrage if Stormfront was the one who killed that one person than what happened with Homelander? Do you remember? Like the whole world was like against Homelander at one point. Yeah, um I don't know. I think I think they would, honestly, if someone I don't said, I don't if someone said something. So. I thought, we see you don't think we so? see double standards we see double standards all the time, what's it called? In like industries where the more well liked person no one cares about what's it well like, like you know. Oh that's like, true. Like, like Homelander care. was already on a downward slope, like they were yeah. already were favoring Stormfront over that's true that's like true. if they're already if I mean already she would displayed. she would lose a, she would yeah she would lose extra footing on Homelander but she would still be up there I feel like that that's a good point I didn't think like, about um, that either an example would be um this is kind of <laughs> this is talking about a late rapper Tupac he was a domestic mm-hmm. abuser no one ever brings that up Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg both domestic abusers no one ever brings it up Chris Brown, someone who people already didn't like, was a domestic abuser too. And he'll still get shit on it to this day. Even he doesn't get as much as he deserves because he's a complete piece of shit. I hate Chris mm-hmm. Brown with a passion. But like... Fuck that kid. It's very selective. You never hear anyone bring up the fact that Dre beat the shit out of his wife. Even with what they call wrestlers. Um, there's a wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin, beat the shit out of his wife. But no one cares. Mm-hmm. No, no one you cares. Think no one about, ever like, it up. You think about all these like celebrities who passed away who who like did a lot of shitty things Paul Walker but, like we completely ignore it Paul Walker was Paul a Walker really he was he was 33 really he was dating a I didn't know about that yeah I didn't either until I looked it up and I was like I don't know if we're supposed to really worship this guy <laughs> you know like the way a lot of like people do when it comes to Fast and Furious exactly man and okay that's exactly the point I'm making because like I didn't even know that because like we kind of elevate these people on pedestals after they die like dying suddenly cleanses them of all the shitty things I mean, they've shit. done. Elvis married a fourteen-year-old dog, but no one gave a damn. At the same time, that was in the past where it was a little more common. 
Well, Paul Walker did was the. <laughs> but still, bro, that's like that's still the yeah, 20th century. Nasty. I think that was. Oh, no, no, I, I think not, that was still at the point not, where like. I'm not condoning it in any way possible. I'm oh yeah, yeah, no, like, no, no, yeah, yeah, I know that. It was more accepted back then, so like, I feel like that's why he didn't get as much crap for it as someone like Paul Walker. Well, I mean, he doesn't get any crap for it either. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like R. Kelly, <laughs> who had like yeah. you know a bunch of them. And I remember like we were having a conversation one time. Um, well, back when we were going to community college, I remember it was you, me, and Hana, and we were having a conversation in my car. And I remember you said something like, name me any musician, and I can tell you something shitty they've done. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you oh, said that. it's because... And we went, down, we went through a whole list of it, and you, 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 you like came up with so much stuff that I didn't even know about. Yeah, no, because the thing is, people are always like, oh, yeah, don't stream this artist. Like, they're complete, like, shitty. They're, they're shitty as a person. Almost all artists... Actually, as a person, <laughs> I, I feel like that's the thing with power in that. general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like having power and influence, I feel like it makes you a shitty person, like eventually, whether it be sooner or later. Because like you get you get used to being able to get away with stuff, you know. So like you take more risks, you do stupider things, and you know you can get away with it. That's why people in power do all these like I mean, fucked up things to get away with. It. We're talking about the boys. Look at the seven. Every single one of them is fucked up in their own way because of power. Maeve completely disregarded her past partner and, you know, her own sexual life. Well, she's not... That's not necessarily, like, messed up in the same way the others are messed up. But, like, you know, like, there's something there that, like, you know... Like, skeletons in her closet. Mm-hmm. Black Noir has no history, so I'm not going to say anything about him. <laughs> A-Train's a, a fucking drug yeah. junkie. A-Train's a douchebag who literally killed his own girlfriend. The Deep is a rapist. Mm-hmm. Translucent would look into girls' bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. Homelander is Homelander. Starlight is Homelander the newest is all member. Of it, bro. <laughs> yeah, Starlight, Starlight, Starlight is the newest member of the Seven, so she doesn't count yet. But I like, really hope she yeah. leaves the Seven, so she doesn't get like fully, un- full on corrupted like that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like she's, I feel like they're building up to her joining the boys and just leaving the Seven mm-hmm. at some point. On I thought like, that was gonna happen in season two. On to like a less political <laughs> subject. We, we yeah, we got so there. off track on this one, man. Let's talk oh, about God. the most. Let's talk about the most underrated moments. What was your most underrated moment of the season? Mm, that's tough. There's a lot of them. I feel like I feel like all the stuff with Huey and um, Starlight and that one episode where they're on the road trip. I really like that. The part where they were singing in the car. It was that was cute. cute. Man. That was cute. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, like I, was that like, too. I was like, I'm gonna bring up. <laughs> I'm gonna bring up scene that we haven't literally mentioned in any way. These characters we haven't mentioned anyway either. Butcher's scene with his parents. Really? God, that was I, so I depressing. Oh, I didn't like it, man. I I didn't Why? like it. I mean, it was it was well depicted, but like I didn't. I really didn't give a shit. No, I thought. <laughs> I don't I know thought, why I, thought, I didn't care. But like, I thought I just wasn't invested in it. You know. I thought it accurately represented like how Butcher came to be who he was. He lost his brother. That that was another thing too. His brother looked exactly like who like Huey. And that might be why he was so attracted to Huey in the first place. Look at this shit. I mean, like, we know that hundreds of soups accidents happen. Like, oh, they happen a lot, you know? Why mm-hmm. did Butcher only go for Huey? Hmm. Hmm. I think that's a good point. Yeah, he he probably saw something in him. His brother. That's true. Butcher's brother. But I think he recognized that there was, like, potential there. Because he knew Huey was angry. And that's another thing they're, like, exploring this season. Is Huey kind of growing more angry and more assertive over his life. That's why he ends up leaving. Or, no, he doesn't leave the boys. But, like, he ends up deciding, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna legally work to, mm-hmm. um, you know, take down the soups or take down Vought. I think that was really interesting how they handled his character. In that, like, he's, like, kind of growing more assertive. And I think that that's what um, Butcher saw in him. That's what I thought it was, but I also think, maybe it was he did see his brother too. I think that's what that's what Butcher sees in Huey. He because they mentioned that Butcher's brother was never like Butcher. He was always like you know the one who was like too weak to do what like Butcher like you know could do, and that's mm-hmm. why Butcher sees Huey and he's like, I can make you like what I wanted my brother to be, and that's more why we see Huey getting more, more aggressive, more assertive, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's why a good I think point. that yeah. I I love that scene with his dad just because it shows all of Butcher's motives for everything why he is the person he is it's because he grew up having to be who he was in order to defend himself and to survive because of the fact um, that his parents were bums I'm gonna have to disagree man I, I like I like the mystery behind Butcher's character I feel like having all these family connections kind of like 
kind of like I don't know it did something to his character where like I was like take away some of the mystery I kind of liked the mystery around his character but um yeah it definitely wasn't my favorite stuff in this season I mean it was just the way they placed them in too it kind of detracted from the pacing of the season too as well because there was just crazier stuff going on maybe that was why I wasn't interested in it because it wasn't as interesting as the other stuff that was happening especially later in the season um, one other thing I kind of wanted to bring up was you brought up Huey like working for Newman and trying to do it the legal way. I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought it was them kind of showed that like the ethical way of working and like fighting against the system like rarely ever works. I mean, we saw the government was in cahoots with Vought at the end of it. Remember Newman? She mm-hmm. killed what's it called the guy who actually had all the dirt on Vought she needed. That proved that she didn't really care about taking down Vought. It was for her own like personal gain. It was something like there's something there. And I thought that kind of accurately represented the fact that you can't really ethically fight the government and all that kind of stuff. I think I think it was really, I think it was really interesting in that like it kind of explores the idea of like there's no objective good, there's only motives, like mm-hmm. personal motives. Everyone has a motive, and it's not like anything is necessarily, you know, morally correct or anything. It's just what people want to do, as opposed to what other people want to do. If that makes sense, you get what I'm saying. I think it was a way of showing like the government works for whoever pays them. Vought had already paid them enough. What's it called? They had already paid them long enough to keep Compound V a secret. The only reason Compound V became like you know official was because one of Vought's own members told about it. It was kind of showing like the government plays to the tune of the highest bidder, and we see that today. Oh, most definitely, man. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all the arms companies, man. Exactly. Like this. Like. This season is very subtly political, I feel like. Very subtly. And it's kind of funny that it's coming from a company like Amazon of all <laughs> places. <laughs> because of the fact that Amazon has caught, like been caught red-handed with like a lot of this kind of stuff. You know, um, mm-hmm. I forgot what bill it was. There was a bill that was going to... Oh, a bill to help like workers uni- unionize or something like that, right? And it turned mm-hmm. out that Amazon had like the key like to the place where like the mail-in ballots were... So no they could have easily messed with here. Look, let me. I'll look it up right now. But yeah, like, it was very. Like, it it was really under the radar, um, but it was like so. They're literally just shifting this. Yeah, Amazon seeks to block workers from voting by mail in Landmark Union Drive, and they basically had access to the what's it called? They had keys to the USPS mailbox used for union ballots. Oh my God. It just kidding, plays bro. into the that that's, it's funny because that's it's the, the funniest thing because we talked about the, we talked about this last season too. Mm-hmm. We were like, it's funny that the you know one of the most corporate corporations I guess mm-hmm. one of most one of the biggest corporations in America or in the world even is making this show preaching about why corporations are bad. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it, you know, hey, whatever, it's making the money, so it is what it is. <laughs> we're kind of we're. We're running out of time here, so I just wanted to what's it called? We do this every time. You know what's coming. <laughs> Rate it out of ten. Mm. You want me to go first? You know, I'm gonna give it a. I, I thought about it before this episode, just because I didn't want to take forever thinking about mm-hmm. it. I'd say it's a solid nine out of ten. I think I gave it an eight point season one an eight point five or eight out of ten, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I think season two just played into its into the strengths of season one much better. Like the whole shock value of everything, the politicism of the whole season just felt more, even more relevant and more complex mm-hmm. with like not just corporation, like not just exploring corporations, but like exploring, you know, race and prejudice as well. I thought that was an interesting angle to take for it. And they handled it pretty well. And I'm kind of curious to see how they handle it in the future or like what's next for the show, like what kind of issues they're going to try to tackle next. But I do really like how they're, you know, they're they're handling all these issues and exploring them deeper and in ways that are more shocking than what they managed to do in season one which i didn't even know it was possible after that dude's head blew up from um you know pop claws oh god that, that whole thing <laughs> i didn't think anything could go crazier after that but it got crazier so yeah i just nine like to yeah nine on ten season two was like it turned up the dial on everything and it handled it all well. It was delicately put together, but it all ended up working. Like, it fit perfectly together. And, you know, I, I just give it a 9 on 10, yeah. I feel like 
well season one was linear season two was a lot more like you know like i said already it's a lot more all over the place there's unexpected twists and turns you don't really know what the next scene is gonna be it there's always mm-hmm. like a different storyline to tell with yeah, a lot exactly. of shows their main problem is that they don't know how to tie in these stories at all i mean to be honest i watch wrestling and they can never do it correctly when they try and tie in their stories. They're always, there's always like something like you know messed up. <laughs> I think but, um, I think the key the key is making it shorter because like you look at mm-hmm. I always I always shit on them, but the CW shows like you look at how they handle all these character arcs mm-hmm. and it's all over the place because they got so many episodes and got space them out and they don't even like develop side by side. I think mm-hmm. the key is making it fitting it and compacting it into you know a shorter package, like not making it so long and dragging it out. Because then you lose interest, you lose people's, like, not just interest, you just lose them in general. Like, they can't track the story. So I think that's exactly how they how they should be handling, you know? If you're going to have all these plot arcs, make it short so that, make it short and make it concise so that people can follow it, but also feel like all these things are earned. I feel like I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, because while it was great, there were a few little inconsistencies like for example you brought it up and now i'm kind of thinking about it the deep was great like his whole scenes and all that kind of stuff but it didn't really fit with the story at times too and also exactly, yeah. i really didn't like stormfront's build up as you know being a nazi it kind of didn't do it came out of nowhere with the whole liberty thing it was like you think it came out of nowhere i mean literally all we hear first first all we hear is oh yeah there was a, like um there was a hero called liberty then we hear the Black Lady story. Oh, about how oh you're talking about like how they didn't yeah. fill in like the gaps yeah, like between it, it kinda, her history. It, yeah, it's a little iffy there. But overall, every single episode was extremely enjoyable. And it left me looking forward to the next episode. To be honest, for season one, I only watched one episode a night. But for season two, it got so good. I had to keep watching to finish it like multiple nights. Like I couldn't stop. Dude, I honestly remember when I watched the finale. It was, it was. I think it was a Friday, and I remember my mom wanted to go somewhere, and I literally took my phone and I watched it in the car while we were driving. No, I had, to, I had, I, couldn't, I had to watch the finale I put on the TV. <laughs> I had to watch it on TV because just like, that was it. You know, it's the final one right there. Yeah, I mean, and my buddy, my buddy Josh, shout out to him who like um, showed me the show. I remember he told me, yeah, when you get to the second half of season two, you're not gonna want to put it down. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh, people say that about a bunch of stuff, but this one, I genuinely like, I was riveted, bro. Like, it's some. It kept going down and down and down. Like, things just kept happening, and I was like, I can't just sit on it, man. I need to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing show, and it needs to be talked about more. But now that we both settled on nine out of ten, you got any parting thoughts for this series until the next time we record for season three? Uh, you know, I re- I just really hope. That the consistency stays up. I'm pretty sure it will. Mm-hmm. But that, that's all I'm really concerned about. Like, just making this show better. But considering how season two is better, I can just only hope that season three will be even better than season two. Which would be amazing if it was. Mm-hmm. Is that all you have? Uh, yeah, that's pretty right, much well, it. I was going to say that for however well season two did out, like outdid season one, I hope that season three does the same as well. But I feel like the characters and the actors that we have in these roles are going to make sure, no matter how bad the story is, I'll easily watch something with Carl Urban and Anthony Starr in it now. Just because of how absolutely insane they are. Those guys are the type of actors that could turn chicken shit into chicken salad, you know? (laughs) Chicken shit into chicken salad. I'm using that now. (laughs) they're, They're very good actors. I'm telling you, like, this is some of the best acting I've ever seen on a television show. Anthony Starr deserved, like, Emmys for season two, yeah. bro. I don't this know how be, he didn't. Did he get an Emmy? I don't think he did. He might. Ha- he this deserves. might be the best performance I've ever seen a superhero role. To be honest, you think so? Yeah. I mean, personally, I would say Joaquin Phoenix is Joker, but does you that count? Joaquin I don't Phoenix think that over Ledger. I think Joaquin Phoenix was better. Ooh, that's a controversy. Controversy. Yes. We might need to talk about that some other time. Mm-hmm. We'll have a Joker's ranking list. I still need to see, like, the older ones, too, anyway. <laughs> oh, no. my God. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix is good, but I would say Ledger was probably the best for me. He was just the most iconic. I feel like, they, they feel like they're not easy to compare because mm-hmm. they're, like, they're trying to accomplish different things. Yeah. It's like... With their characters. 
Joaquin is like the origin, the origin to like Ledger's Joker. I feel like it's like it's like comparing out and west batman to like ben affleck batman up there too yeah well maybe not that drastic but like you know it's like comparing two different two different flavors i guess two different eras that's true yeah 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 all right well that's all we have for this episode please stream the boys on amazon prime it is one of the best shows and you will literally not regret it and sorry for the spoilers if you haven't watched it. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, sorry for the spoilers, man. This has been out for a year. Shame on you for not watching it at this point. <laughs> has it already been a year? I think so, actually. Yeah, like 2020. My God, was it? It was summer 2020, actually, huh? Yeah, exactly. Come on, it's already 2020. And if they've already okay. seen season one, they got to see season two at this point. Okay, if it's spoiled, bro, uh, that, that, that's on you then. That's on you. It's too late at this point. That's like people complaining about the fact that we did like Justice League. Actually, no, that that makes sense. We did that like a week after. Hey, but <laughs> we, we give them any time. But when are we watching Invincible though? Invincible. I, I mean, I already Ooh. watched it. Okay. But you need yeah. to watch. It, I need. I need God. to watch it. I need to watch it. Next up is our Harry Potter series. We're gonna be going through that. Hopefully, have some special guests for y'all. Yes. After that, we will get right into Invincible. Now that's all we have for today. We'll see you guys next time. All right, um, real quick.